Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode number 89. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent. Uh, Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Uh, this is a special edition of this podcast. As I just finished wrapping up about a half an hour with the homie Eves, previewed a few games coming into the week, uh, for this weekend, rather, including the uh, Bills versus Patriots and the Ravens versus the Bengals, two highly important divisional um, games here as they will have significant uh, impact on the overall outcome uh, as it relates to the seeding in the playoffs. Also did touch base on the Buccaneers and their recent um, struggles dealing with injuries and so forth and seeing how they stack up against the rest of the NFC. Um, and we touched on the uh, Pro Bowl selection a little bit. So overall, it was a cool podcast, shorter than usual. Again, it is Christmas Eve, so I do got things to do. But uh, we can actually get into it right now. Here it is. Now, um, so the Sunday we got uh, Bills at Patriots, um, 1 p.m. rematch uh, from the frigid temperature game. Well, I think this weekend it's supposed to be 43 and partly cloudy down there in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like this game is more important for the Patriots or for the Bills? I mean... It's important for both because pretty much whoever wins this game is going to be number one in the AFC East. So it's a do or die game for not do or die, but it's a very it's extremely important game for both teams. Patriots are lock basically will lock up the AFC East more or less, uh, solidify their playoff berth. And if Buffalo loses, they'll be on they'll be precarious situation for for the playoffs. Same thing for the Pats. So it can it can be a big swing. Not, not definitely, but um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it might be more important for the Pats, especially coming off um last week's loss to the Colts, the twenty-seven to seventeen loss to the Colts, because Mac Jones didn't. That's probably like the first time since week three, I believe it was week three against the Saints, where he really looked like a rookie out there up until like the end of the third, fourth quarter, per se. So I think for his psyche, this might be more important for the Pats. Yeah, um, that Colts defense is really good. Didn't start off the year too well. They were they were definitely like not playing up to up to par. I think part of that was Darius Leonard not not playing not um not being healthy, and towards the you know the second half of the season he's been really impactful. He's been playing out of his mind. DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, he's been playing really well. They're they're kind of like a some part some of the parts defense. Some um, they're I think they're third in DVOA versus the run, and they're pretty good versus the pass as well. They're just like rock solid. They're able to just sit on everything with that cover two, dial up some looks and make things tough for Mac. Um, it's, it's, this, this game is very, very interesting in a lot of ways because that Buffalo defense, even though they lost Tredavious White, I don't necessarily think they need Tredavious White to play versus this Pats offense. They don't necessarily need like a number one corner to lock down the Patriots like top receiver. Because we're not really like elite at the skill position. Yeah, um, Kendrick Bourne is pretty good, but Kendrick Bourne is also on like the COVID list. Um, he could test out. We'll see what happens. He hasn't practiced this week so far, so we'll see where that ha- what goes what happens with that. But ideally, they can they can play their nickel packages again. Maybe scheme it up a little bit better where they're a little bit better versus the run, and go at it again. I think I think it, it think the big matchup for me is probably the other side of the football. Um, I said it last time. Well, actually, I didn't say it on this podcast. I said it in the spaces where the thing I worry about is 
the Patriots front is really, really big. Those linebackers are really, really big. They're not meant to play in space like that. So what I would imagine the Bills are going to do, which is weather dependent, of course, is they're going to they're going to put four wide receivers on the field, five wide receivers on the field, try to spread out the Patriots' defense and try to make those linebackers make plays in space. The only problem with that is Cole Beasley, who is famously unvaccinated, uh, he's not leaning on the COVID list, so he's definitely out for this game. He can't test back in. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has been dinged up, so we'll see what happens with that, whether or not he plays. That's two of their like short area guys short area quickness guys who who ideally you would want to isolate versus those like linebackers in space who are not going to be there. So that's going to make things tough. But I think that we also will see them spreading out, spreading the Patriots defense out and using Josh Allen to run a bit more. So this this game is this game is going to be a hell of a lot tougher than the last one. Yeah, I mean I mean definitely I, I could imagine I, I can't imagine them like playing so poorly again the Bills that is mm-hmm. um this game. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, I mean, Zach Jones, because specifically, well, I, well, I brought him up, I point for him, because I remember specifically seeing you tweet during that, that Colts game, basically saying, I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, that this is what, this was your concern about Matt, Matt, Matt Jones, the past drafting him, because he's not like an all-world talent, essentially, so when we were playing behind, it's going to be hard for him to get us back into games. So, with that being said, don't you feel like this is really important for him? I mean, he he did finish the game off strong a little bit too late, but yeah. it is what it is. He did finish the game off strong. The Colts led us back into that game. And if you if you change, like, a few things, the Patriots definitely could have won that game. I would say towards the end, we had some bonehead penalties that killed some drives that you normally don't see out of a Patriots football team. So that's one and, thing. And some drop interceptions, a couple of them. Yep, and some drop interceptions. I definitely think – Here's, I don't think Mac. I don't think Mac is a bad player. I don't think he's just going to be a game manager. I think right now he's just not a dynamic football player. It's a lot to expect from a rookie who doesn't have physical talents to be to to be anything more than just a game manager at the NFL level. What what really is the thing when it comes to running an offense? What sets apart some of these elite quarterbacks is their problem solvers at the highest level, where generally you have the way the play is drawn up, but if you're wrong, your quarterback can kind of bridge that gap for you and make the play. Right now, Mac isn't there yet. He has some growth growing to do, and they also probably need some like a, some a little bit more more oomph at the wide receiver positions, and somebody who could be like a, a ball winner and be like a nominal number one. So right now it's a lot of some of the parts. And when you're in those kind of situations, there's, you, and you have to like dink and dunk and you can't, you can't be explosive. Those are the kind of problems you're going to run into where you're going to be kind of going up against, not only are you going to be playing the defense, you're going to be playing the clock too. So when the, when the time started to get pretty low in that game, I knew it was going to be, it was probably going to be a wrap because, the Patriots aren't really built to push the ball. They're built to do everything methodically. That, that is true. But don't you think, too, that essentially us coming off a bye and in the last game that was versus the Bills, where he only threw about three passes, kind of took him out of a rhythm? Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that was the case. I, I think he, he was ready for that game. I think the Colts' defense just beat him. They, they were mixing up. Their, they do a lot of 
they do a lot of vanilla stuff, but they disguise it really well. So there were some there was they were hitting them with a lot of cover two, which is built to kind of take out the short game. They were playing really well versus the run, and then there would be times where he thought it was cover two, and then they would rotate down into like the into man coverage, and then you would see him looking like, oh crap, like what do I got to do? And he'd be rushing to like get the ball out. So it's 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 like that rookie curve. Like he's still a rookie; he's not going to know everything. But the thing is, when you don't have physical like outlying ability, you have to be right all the time. And that's where that's where those problems are going to arise because he, he's not going to be able to he, he's not going to see everything like a vet just yet, even though he's well ahead of the curve. Hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it was just like I, I felt like that was like if there's any game that, that, that they were going to lose out of their many games of the season, it was going to be that one. Yeah, I knew going in. I, I said I said it for weeks, weeks ahead of time, where the Colts, the Colts had not the one team that I didn't want to see, and it'd be a big like measuring stick for where the Patriots are in terms of like being able to play physically. The Colts ran it down our throats, and they, they didn't even have their starting center Ryan Jensen. So that that's that's a whole another another thing come playoff time where no one's going to want to see that football team at all. No, not even the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs don't want to see them or or the Pats. Yeah. Ideally, if they're gonna avoid both of them, that'd be great for them. Yep. I mean, but the but the Bills, right? Too. Now, they are one in five against teams this year with a five hundred record or better, and the only only defeat only only team they beat in that span was the Chiefs when they early on the season in Week Five when they when they were lost defensively, beating mm-hmm. thirty eight to twenty. So this Chiefs team has, uh, I think this is uh, this game is important to them from a psychological standpoint too, because you know we talked about it before how you know. The Pats were running the AFC East for 20 years with Brady. Brady was gone as of last year. Last season, they finally broke through, got to the um, AFC Championship game. And now they find themselves in a predicament where they may not even win that division, mm-hmm. which nobody could have probably saw coming into the season. Yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting that that Bill has been able to turn around the Patriots so quick. I definitely think it's uh, I for me some people one time when people bring up like winning records or losing records or maybe the opponents they played like I, it does matter, but for me it's more about the style of play that matters to me, and the that the style that the Bills can play offensively, in theory should be able to beat the Patriots, it, but it's dependent on whether or not Josh Allen can be accurate in the short and intermediate areas, and if. And if Bill plays the, the that offense the same way he did in the last game, knowing him, he probably won't, depending on like the weather conditions. So we'll see exactly like what the game, what game plan that he uses. Because last time he was selling out to stop the run, and he was basically daring Josh Allen to throw it. I don't know if that's something he wants to do when the weather's good. It's it's definitely it's a it's a crossroads kind of game where it might it might be might be a sign of like how what things are going to look like in the future. What do you mean in the future? How, um, like how the the AFC East is going to go? Whether or not the the Bills are going to be in the running for for winning the AFC East, or if they're just going to be back to to one of the other AFC East teams that just always end up not you know running behind the Patriots. Okay, so what do you who do you think is going to win the game? Right now, I got the Bills winning the game. Actually, really? I do, I do. Wow, I no do in a in a close no one. I do have faith. I just think I just think they're they're figuring out they some of some of some of what the Patriots have like to do offensively, they're figuring out how best to like attack it 
and then the golden rake. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. No problem. Sorry about that. Are <laughs> you good? Kids, kids having fun. But yeah, I think I think I do have the Patriots playing like close. But I got the I have the Bills winning this game. Damn. So that would, that would really hurt our chances to win the division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I do think they play with like house money a little bit because no one expected the Patriots to be doing this this right. early. And I mean, our, our, our the remaining games after for the Pats are versus Jaguars at Dolphins, but I think those two should be automatic W's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is really pivotal. Hey, let's switch. Uh, let's let's switch gears and talk about another divisional game. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, AFC North battle: Ravens at Bengals Sunday at one o'clock. Now both teams are eight and six this season. Uh, now we uh, week seven, uh, Bengals defeated the Ravens forty-one to seventeen. Uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't been ruled out of this game, but I did read that um, the uh, um, the Ravens are uh, moving on as if Huntley will be starting for the game. I see he did miss practice today for illness reason, non-COVID related. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really big game and big game for the Bengals franchise. Yeah, the the Bengals are kind of like upstarts in the division. They they have like a really good solid chance of of making the playoffs and making some noise. The Ravens, like, what can you say? Like, they basically got to have, like, a Pro Bowl roster. <laughs> that's that's on IR right now between all of the injuries. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been 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 banged up. They have a whole bunch of – they're dealing with a COVID outbreak right now. Jimmy Smith is on, is on the COVID list. Sammy Watkins is. Chuck Clark, who they just brought back. They're, they're hurting. They're hurting. So, I do got the Bengals winning this game. Especially given the the Ravens just have not been able to fix some of their issues when it comes to blocking things up in that pass game, they don't have any answer for cover zero. They don't have any answer for being blitzed. Greg Roman got to go. I I definitely think the Bengals win this game. I don't think it's a route like last time, but I got them winning. Yeah, man, the Ravens have just been decimated all season with with injuries, and uh, I mean, even though they lost the last three games, but um. By combined of about four points, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like I think it's the Bengals' time, John John Burrow and company's time. Yeah, Burrow. I, 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 love, Burrow I love Burrow's game. Yeah, Burrow's been playing pretty well. Um, I do think there is some issues with that offensive line that he's covering up because he gets rid of the ball really quickly. He's one of the least blitzed quarterbacks in football, where because he makes he really makes you pay for it. He pushes the ball when you blitz him, and to good results. Uh, and then the Ravens do tend to blitz a lot, so we'll see what they do. They only blitzed, I think, uh, Aaron Rodgers in like 4% of downs last week, so maybe we'll see if they duplicate the same game plan versus Burrow, given how good he's been versus the blitz. But I do think the Bengals win this game, given that they're they're just a bit healthier than the Ravens are, and they're just like a, on a bit more of an upswing where I think the Ravens have had two tough losses in a row. I think, I think the Bengals uh, win this one. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they they honestly probably should have beaten the Packers last week. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think do you think it was done for them to um, go for on the two point conversion? No, I game? mean, I, I I guess, but I, I I can see like the logic. I definitely think he probably should have gone for it when they were down by eight. I don't know why he didn't go for it then, but I I know what he was trying, what he was basically saying because Aaron Rodgers was starting to play out of his mind towards the end of that game, and if they went into OT. 
I don't I don't I don't think they were gonna be able to 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 beat the beat the Packers in OT. Like it just wasn't gonna happen. Well, see, my thing is that I thought they should have went for they should have um, just took the the field goal kick, have it go to OT. I think the flip of the coin would have determined the whole outcome of overtime. The, yeah, but the, the thing is that that Ravens, that Ravens, I don't, I, I didn't, I really felt like the Packers were gonna at least hold them to a field goal, and but I, I guarantee that the the Packers were gonna score. Like they weren't, they weren't stopping them. Oh yeah, the, the Packers won the won the won the toss. Um, yeah, point toss. They would have won the game. Yeah, <laughs> in overtime. Yeah, I think I think what he I think what he was basically trying to do is kind of keep it in their hands whether or not they win or lose rather than like, than have it come down to a coin flip. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just, I, I know people complaining about this, like, oh, why don't you just take the field goal? No, but I can see why people, I can see why people would be, be, be mad, though. Like, they, the, I think that the math, the analytics actually say he should have kicked the field goal there. Yeah. So you have so you well you're saying that you have the uh, Bengals winning the game, which essentially means you think they're going to win the division. Yeah, because if they do win the game, they they pretty much own the tiebreaker against the Ravens if they were yep. with the same record. Now mm-hmm. they have the next game after this is the Chiefs versus Chiefs at the Browns, whereas the Ravens' next games are versus the Rams and then versus Steelers. Yeah, I don't think they're beating the Rams. I definitely don't think they're beating the Rams. I, I, and I don't. I'm not exactly sure they'll beat the Steelers. The Ravens, the Ravens have been playing above, above the, you know, kind of above what they are. They, they have so many injuries. It's just, it's just tough. Like I, it, it, I definitely have them winning the whole thing in twenty twenty two. I'll tell you that one, given all the injuries that they're dealing with. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, I mean, sorry, hold on for a second. No problem. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say. I mean, you talked about it. How like how how much um how many like, injuries that, that the Ravens are dealing with, but they're like kind of like they, that's what that's a big reason why Lamar Jackson was considered an MVP candidate like early mm-hmm. on in the season. Yeah, I mean, he was playing out of his mind. The thing, the thing with I one, I think he's just really underserved in terms of all the injuries around him, and they've really got to get rid of Greg Roman, move on to a better offensive coordinator. And once I once they do that, I think the the world is his oyster. I think Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl next year. It's just with with all the injuries that they have this year, it's just it more more often than not, and I would actually say ninety nine percent of the time, the team that wins the Super Bowl is like the healthiest. You're not going to have when you have as many injuries as the as the Ravens have. There's you there's no chance of winning the Super Bowl. It's just doesn't. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, you are right about that. Like for example, last year with the Bucks, I think everything like played perfectly on their end when they started playing the best football at the time at the right time of the year. Yeah, they were in terms of in terms of games missed, I think they were like number one. They were in terms of like they had most of their starters were healthy for that whole year. And I juxtapose that to this year. Which we'll talk about soon. Yeah, you make a point. A lot of times the Super Bowl just has to go do with health plays a substantial factor in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, man, it, it, it sucks for the Ravens, man. But you really, mm-hmm. so are you really saying? Are you really believe that they're our Super Bowl contenders next year, or they're your really your real pick? Yes, they are my pick. I, the Ravens gonna win the Super Bowl for the 2022-2023 season. That is my pick. But, now I know you were skeptical about Lamar before um, him being the catalyst for your offense, going deep into the playoffs and being successful. So you still think that even with that, 
my my problem my problem with Lamar was he couldn't he couldn't he was inaccurate throwing the ball deep and outside. He mm-hmm. that's no longer a problem for him. He does have some problems versus the blitz. Some of that is him, but then some of that is also Greg Roman. The, the designs of their passing game are just terrible. It doesn't make any sense. It's extremely clunky. He's good for like the run game, but he's not that guy to for for basically Greg Roman was Lamar Jackson's training wheels while he got acclimated to throwing the football from the pocket. And now he's gotten to the point where the training wheels need to come off and he needs a more pro style offense in terms of the passing game. And Greg Roman is not the guy to design that. So they got to get rid of him. Mm. And they okay. also need to figure out what's going on with like their wide receivers. I don't think their wide receivers are bad. I think maybe they either don't have like the right position coach or again, it comes down to like the offensive coordinator just needing to to better design the passing game to so that they can be effective. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, Greg they, Roman they, gotta go. I mean, they definitely have all the ta- all, all the talent when healthy to, to pull it off. That's absolutely undisputable. Absolutely. They they you know, all the running backs are hurt, both their starting corners are hurt. Offensive linemen hurt, defensive linemen hurt. Like there's like there are guys who are who haven't missed games but are banged up too. Like they they have it's it, that team is decimated with injury, decimated. Yeah, that's sad. I hate when that happens in football, but I mean that that's like high probability injury yep. sport. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's take a quick break and we can come back and talk some more. Absolutely. We did touch on the uh, Bucks a little bit and how they how the injuries haven't been on their favor so far this season as opposed to last season. Yep. Chris Godwin, man, that was a tough blow. You know what? I, I seen um, I seen I believe it was Collinsworth, and then I both Bill Simmons. I seen tweet about it basically how receivers aren't protected like like a quarterback. In the, with, like the NFL is always taking these strides to like make the game safer for defense of the receiver or protecting the quarterback. But when you put somebody at their knees, like, and they're not even anticipating it coming. And there's no like flag there, and now he's out for the season. Not to say that it was intentional, but what are we doing here? I can't rock with that one because really, yeah. I mean, where where do you want where do you want guys to tackle them? Because they took headshots out of the game, so you can't mm-hmm. hit them high anymore. And then now you're telling me we can't can't go low. Like <laughs> that's 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 what it's gonna be. Like you can't tell me that someone who's rushing to tackle a wide receiver or a ball carrier has to be able to hit him between the knees and his shoulder pads like every time. Like it's just not it's just not possible. Um especially like running at full speed. So these are just the things that just it's a it's an unfortunate incident, but it's it's part of the game. Especially if you want to take legislate the the headshots out of the game. Like years ago you would see guys going high all the time to to knock the knock the snot out of guys. And they don't mm-hmm. have to do that anymore. So they're going low. I mean that's it's a trade-off, yeah. straight up. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I said, due to all the, the concussion lawsuits and the scrutiny in the media and everything about, you know. I mean, CTE I don't, I don't know about. if you saw you saw the news. Where I, I, I don't remember his name, but there was a guy recently who I think he killed the doctor that was treating him and, like, his family or maybe, like, his grandkids. And then when they did, um, did his autopsy, he had, like, I think he, like, stage two or three CTE in his brain. Like, they said his brain looked like Aaron Hernandez's brain. And Vincent Jackson, I don't know if you remember him. He used to play wide receiver for yeah. the uh, Chargers and the Bucks. They found him dead in a um, in a hotel room, I think, in Tampa. 
um, a few weeks ago and he had pretty bad CTE as well, I guess. But it turns out his cause of death was like he was um, several things related to like alcoholism. He like more or less like drank himself to death. But yeah, CTE is no joke. So if you want to try to get those head hits out of the game, they're going to try to tackle you low. It's just it's just, it's just it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I, I, it's just like, damn, like, why you can't protect them too? But again, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to do that, especially when, when the when the defense is coming at full speed, trying to yep. make an effort to make a, a stop, a, a pivotal stop in game. Yep, two. yep. It's so, already hard enough to to play defensive back. Like, they gotta, you gotta, they gotta be able to tackle the guys, unless you want to make it two hand touch or flag football. Like, by all means, but they gotta be able which to tackle would, the guys, which would never fly with the uh, with the public. Yeah, yeah, the, especially with, too. With, like, with sometimes a lot of these defensive backs they're like smaller than like the wider series, and you want you want them to be like head up and try to to form tackle somebody who outweighs them by like 20, 30 pounds. Like, oh. I mean, yeah, like I said, we just suffer Godwin being in a contract year that this has to happen. Uh, yeah, and for the and for the Bucks too, who aren't really who are like saying this is like a complete one eighty as a, from last year where they are right now at this moment in the season. Um, do you think that they can still potentially represent the NFC in the, in the Super Bowl? I know AB is going to AB is going to come back. They absolutely can. Uh, do I think they will? No, uh, but AB is the best wide receiver on that team. Yes, he is. Everybody else is kind of like physical marvels. He's the one who can get open with route running and football sm- smarts. And he's the perfect match for Tom Brady, where the two of them can can matriculate the football up the field in the short game. They can do an intermediate. They can do it deep. Antonio Brown can do it all. Gronk, I mean, as clutch as they come, great value in the run game and pass game. Having those two there with Mike Evans, and then they can bring in Scotty Miller and some of those other guys to maybe do gadget plays or just do, you know, run deep, clear out routes. I think they'll be just fine. Losing Lenny for the rest of the regular season, that's going to be tough. Uh, Ronald Jones is a pretty good running back in and of himself. He was actually the starter until um, Leonard Fournette kind of really took off. Leonard, he's not, he's definitely not great in terms of catching the football. They signed Le'Veon Bell. We'll see how that turns out. I would assume they signed Le'Veon Bell to be a third down back. He he has great hands. I just don't know how explosive he is anymore, if at all. But he he could do some things in in the in the past game for them. So I think I think they'll be just fine. I just don't trust that defense when it comes to when it comes to the playoffs and getting going all the way. Right now, I got the Packers, the Packers winning and going to the Super Bowl. But uh, that's not. I'm not super confident in any of that because if it, the the one thing we've seen this season is that anybody can get got anybody. That is that is very very true. Yeah, I mean. We, I, we definitely can't discount uh, Brady and every, all of the teams. Season. All all of all of the best teams in football have holes. All of them. The Packers, yeah. the Packers right now, their their special teams have the worst trash. DVOA in football. They're trash. And people were like, "Oh, it's like special teams. Special a special teams play a bad special teams play can be the difference between winning or losing a playoff game. We know this. We've seen this. Yeah, yeah." And you know they got played. They got played down to the wire by the Baltimore Ravens, who we just talked about have so have many people on IR and their backup quarterbacking. And they went down to like the very last play of the game. So that's one. The Cardinals, they you know they they won a bunch of games, but 
DeAndre Hopkins is out, so we'll see what happens with that. They just lost to the Detroit Lions, and they can't can't stop the run. The Bucks they have they they have a tons tons of injuries. That secondary is, is Swiss cheese. Can't trust them. And Patriots, we got a rookie quarterback. Bills they can't run the football reliably. The Chiefs they're they're pretty talented, but when Patrick Mahomes plays cover two shell, he has issues. And I do think. I think that that cheese defense, while it has improved, they haven't really played anybody as of yet. They haven't played anybody who's great outside. The Chargers were talented, but they were also missing their their, their top offensive lineman and their quarterbacks like a rookie. Uh, sorry, as a second year player. So, I, 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 I the one thing I do know about this season is I don't know. I would not be surprised if any one of any one of the the playoff berths. Any one of them wins it. I could see a wild card winning it. I could see a division winner winning it. I could see the top seed winning it. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely no clear cut favorite to rep- represent for the Super Bowl. Every, everybody the is flawed. Everybody's flawed and has like oh, like a low key like almost fatal flaw, where it's like oh you know you can beat them that way. So I don't know. <laughs> but if you have to pick somebody right now in the NFC, you would go with Green Bay. Pack Green Bay. Green Bay. I'm I'm assuming for the AFC you will go with Kansas City. Yes. By default, essentially. By default, uh, I definitely could see the Patriots getting it done. I don't I don't trust the Bills enough to get it done, but I could see the Patriots getting it done, depending on how Mac looks in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. because the you know that Bill Belichick factor is always going to be a thing, and the defense is pretty good. That running game will travel real well. I don't think there's a lot of teams in football that are equipped to stop the Patriots' run game completely. So I think I think they should do pretty well once they get to the playoffs, provided they don't they don't they don't pull the Colts in the playoffs. Well, I say if they don't meet up with the Colts in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, if they if the seeding doesn't match them up versus the Colts in the playoffs, or if the Colts don't make it, well, we'll we'll be all right. But that that Colts team is definitely like the style of which they play is going to make things very very tough for the Patriots. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I if I if I trust the Colts in the playoffs too much, only because of my man Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I, – I definitely don't think they're going to, to go to the Super Bowl or even close. And one – all I'm saying is it's a possibility given how the teams are looking, and they are the one team come playoff time that I do not want to play because their defense is very good and rock solid across the board, and they have a beast of an offensive line where they maybe were getting by off reputation early in the season, but they're a lot healthier now. And then they, they have Jonathan Taylor who's – the second best running back in football after Derrick Henry. I don't want to see them come playoff time because they're gonna they're gonna pound the rock and really make you earn the win. So I definitely could see them winning one game, maybe two. I don't think they're gonna get to the Super Bowl, but they are a bad matchup for anybody. No, I mean they definitely are. They're, they're, they're so physical, good defense, and a stout running game, which is what you need in the playoffs. Like yep. if your quarterback can't throw the football if it's an extreme weather condition. As long yeah. as you got to solve the defense in that run game, you're good. Yeah, I think – so right now the Colts, they're 10th in offensive DVOA, but it's because they're number one in rushing DVOA, and they're like 20th in passing DVOA. So they're a top 10 offense based off the running game, which is a complete, like, throwback for as it, as it relates to, like, de- like offensive defensive value over average. So they're – that they ain't nothing nice, man. 
Nothing nice at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's like a real throwback team. Like how football was played like fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's one thing because I mean, you know, the people will talk about whenever I talk about the Colts. I've, I've in spaces people will bring up Derrick Henry. I'm like Derrick Henry is is great, and he's a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. But Jonathan Taylor plays behind a great offensive line, which is not the case for Derrick Henry. So that is a completely like that's a whole nother level because a lot of what running running back play is dependent on line play. Yeah. And what you have is a great running back with a great offensive line. And when you put those two together, this is the kind of production that you get. Facts. Oh, yeah. No, no, definitely. Like that last play, that last play, um, the, 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 the glam clincher against the Pats when the yeah. offensive line just made that hole. Uh, yep. Taylor and just took off. Of what was it? How many yards was that? 63 yards? 68 or 69, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, here we it's go. the same. Like Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, his whole thing is he just needs to be able to get to like the second level, and it's a wrap. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not playing behind like a stud uh, offensive line. So is is Derrick Henry the best running back in football? Yeah, but right now, Jonathan Taylor is the second best, and he's the best running back playing right now since Derrick Henry isn't on the field. Dane, I do not yeah. want to play them in the playoffs. I don't want it. Like if I, if it was up, if I'm playing, if I'm looking into going into the playoffs. And the seeding, if, if I won a game and the seeding would have me line up versus the Colts, I would lose on purpose. I don't, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. You don't. <laughs> um, that's dead ass. You don't. Yeah, no, definitely. It would be, it would be, it would be, it's a tough matchup for a lot of teams, especially with the style of, with the style of play today. They're going to beat your ass. And then even if you do win, you, you will definitely be sore for the next game. Trust. No, nah, I, I believe that. So uh, the Pro Bowl selections came out too. Um, how do you feel about uh, Kyler Murray making it over, um, homie man, homie in LA? Why am I? Why am I? Stafford? Oh no, he, yeah. I, he. I guess he deserves to to make it over Stafford. Stafford, I think what really killed Stafford was he just had those like several weeks where he just was not playing well at all. Some of it was injury, some of it was him, and then some of it was just the play calling. And he's played better as of late. But I, I can totally see it. Kyler Murray is more or less playing out of his mind up until he got injured, and he didn't really have any games with really, really like obvious poor play like like Stafford did. So it makes sense. But he did miss a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. Even even though he won. missed a couple, even though he missed a couple of games, he mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't. When he was on the field, he played pretty well, as That's opposed true. to like Matt Stafford, who had like several weeks of throwing like pick sixes and just not playing really well at all. I I totally like understand it. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, it's tough. It's tough. I, I see why people are mad that Stafford didn't make it or some like a planning basically over, over Kyler. But, but that, but they was on fire for a good seven weeks. <laughs> he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. They're out. playing, they're playing out of their minds for like seven weeks. I think he leads the league in completion percentage too right now. Like it's not, Stats, the stats, like, still, statistically, he still measures up pretty well to everybody on a game, on a, you know, game-to-game basis. Like, it's not, I definitely think he he probably deserved to make it over Stafford, even though Stafford has seemingly, like, turned things, like, around. Yeah. Any other any other um issues you have with the Pro Bowl selection? I mean, honestly, when it comes to, like, the Pro Bowl, I... (laughs) I, I don't buy into it all that much because, really? yeah, it's it's you know it's it's a it's like a fan contest. It's like is it is like the, is the Pro Bowl is that is that re- is it really real? Like is it like I don't I don't I don't buy into it as much. 
where where what always tends to matter for me more is um the all pro selections all pro selections that's like where that's where you really will that's what i really would like get pissed because half the time people are just voting for people they like and don't even don't even know like what they actually like do on the field like like james james connor is in the pro bowl james james connor is on the nfc roster and while he's played like well, he's he averages like three point seven yards per carry. He just has a bunch of touchdowns, but a, a lot of the times because he's seeing like boxes in Arizona. Like James Conner is he's I he's not that good. I would would I call him a Pro Bowler? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Like the All Pro definitely holds way more merit than a than a Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, like he's he's in there over. I I'd put I put Fournette in there over him to be perfectly honest. Like I. I would do, yeah, because it's Donald Cook, James Conner, Conner, and Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how James Conner is in there. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, he's, you know, he's been playing really well for the Falcons, but a lot of that is because he's kind of like the only guy they have, so they force the ball to him a lot. Like, if you actually mm-hmm. look at the numbers, like the completion percentage to him, isn't actually all that great. It's they just they just force the ball to him because they have to. Uh, Tyron Smith from the Cowboys, he made the NFC roster. Um, he's missed some games, and he's been playing, like, all right. He hasn't been a difference maker like he has been in the past. So, eh, like, I'm not – Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan made, made defensive – he's defensive, and he made the, the Pro Bowl. I don't, I don't necessarily, like, agree with that either. Like, there's just a lot of guys where people just get it on, like, their names. <laughs> people get on their names, especially, like, on the – the NFC side, it seems, is is just this is is disappointing sometimes just to look at. Jamar Chase hasn't really played well in several weeks now, and he made the Pro Bowl for like the AFC side of things. Oh wow, yeah. Now you're right. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of like fan influence in that too. All Pro is like more like I feel like the All Pro is is more equivalent to. The NBA side with the All NBA team, yeah. All pro, all pro, all pro is that that's the press who actually knows what's like going on. Like Denzel Perryman for like the Raiders, he's like a the inside like linebacker. He he made the Pro Bowl. Like he's he's I he he's not that good. Like it's not. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> See, you got me. You got me ranting about about the Pro Bowl now. I was trying to avoid it because I I barely even pay attention to it anymore. It's like sad that I, there's actually like. There's, there's contracts, there's like contract escalators for like making a Pro Bowl, which makes no sense to me because it's like, it's the most like ridiculous, it's arbitrary, it doesn't it, it, half the time it's just people vote for who they like. Yeah, you mean, you mean, you, you are, are you trying to say there's contract incentives? Yeah, the contract incentives, sorry, yeah, the contract incentives for, for okay. if you make the Pro Bowl, like I don't, I would never want that in my contract ever. Yeah, because you have people who don't even like, people who are like people who really don't follow the game that much to influence you. Yeah, there's people there are people who don't who have no no clue what's going on voting for offensive linemen. Like do people really know who the best guard in football really is? Like they don't they probably don't. Like I guarantee they don't. There's gonna vote for whoever's on the team. Yeah the the, the, the casual fan certainly yeah yep, right. yep. especially yeah, if you're gonna team. it's gonna be tilted towards people who play in like big markets. Mm-hmm. Nah that's that's true. Yep. Yep and then the bigger the market there's more people there so they're gonna get more votes. Yep, I think they do weight it. Like they, they have fan votes. They have, I think they have NFL coaches and, and then um, like front office staff voting on it. I believe I'd have to like double check, but 
even then, the numbers are juked. Mm-hmm. All pro teams. Yeah. That's where it's at. I don't. I don't give a shit about pro bowls. It's all about the all pro <laughs> team to me. Straight up. Right, so, so we'll definitely talk about the all pro when that when that gets released. Um, but yeah, man, this is just uh, Christmas Eve. We can wrap it up here now. We'll Absolutely. Short podcast. What you got planned for tonight? Um, I got a whole bunch of gifts, so I gotta one. I gotta take the price tags off of everything, <laughs> and then um, um, get them ready for uh, when I go drive to my parents' house tomorrow. Uh, clean up a little bit. That's about it, really. I'm, I'm done for the day. You gotta. You're gonna wrap the gifts, or that you put them in a bag. I am not. I'm just gonna leave them in a bag and just be like, where I'll put them aside, and then we're gonna open the gifts like some, like I guess tomorrow, sometime tomorrow night. And then I'm, I guess we're doing like a little uh, uh, Zoom call with everybody who's at their individual houses. And then we're going to open it and show it on the camera. And then that'll be that. Yeah, man. I I, I refuse to wrap gifts. I'll, I'll buy like gift bags and put the gifts in there and, and yeah, buy all, all that paper. Buy all that yeah. fancy paper. No, nah, man. I, I, I just, I had to go with everything being so busy with, with work and also like finals for, for school. Mm-hmm. I've had to go buy like most of the gifts over like the past like two to three days, so I'm <laughs> no, nah, I ain't doing all that. Like I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the price tag off. I'm gonna give it to you, and that's gonna be that. <laughs> I know, right? Yo, what's the point of wrapping gifts anyway? Especially for kids, they're gonna rip it open mad fast anyways. Like, yeah, exactly. Shit. I guess so that they don't know what they're getting, yeah. but it's like they're not gonna know what they're getting anyway because it's gonna be in a bag hidden. It's hidden somewhere until I give it to them. So I ain't, try, I ain't trying to do all that. <laughs> nah, I feel you. So I'm probably gonna take um. So I'm gonna after after we're done record, I'm gonna edit this like in ten minutes, put it up, send you the link, and I'll probably go watch the new Spider Man movie. I haven't seen it yet. Oh so yeah, I need I, to go. I, I need think, to go see that myself. I think it's playing at six o'clock in Woburn, so I'll probably go over there, and then who knows what I'll do it for the rest of the night. No plans for the holidays. Like tomorrow, I might go to my brother's house, uh, watch some games with him, football and the NBA game. So yeah, yeah. man, this this football and NBA tomorrow. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's full slate, yo. Yo, is it, even, is it just me? Does it even really feel like Christmas this year? Um, I yeah, I think like I'm, I don't really like Christmas anymore. Christmas, since I became like an adult, it's just a pain in the ass where people yeah, expect you to spend money, and I'm like, uh, I don't even want to do all that. I like Thanksgiving to be honest. It's more you, everybody's making some food, you, everybody's in town, you just hang out, and there's no like no expectation of of you spending money or gifts or something like that. Plus, I mean, I like to throw it out in the kitchen anyway, but it's just. Yeah, Christmas. I just want to like get through it, get to New Year's, hit hit the soup You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, man. Yeah, Christmas is just like, way too uh, yeah, way too way too hectic, stressful. You don't get that with Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice for for kids. But man, once you start to like get past that that age where you're like an adult and like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I I don't even expect I don't even expect gifts on Christmas. If I get one, yeah, it's cool. But I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, man. Especially now, like, I'm one of the only ones, you know, everybody else has kids, so it's the kids always really, like, expect something, which I, which I understand. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, man, we can wrap it up here, man. All right. We'll link. We'll link next week. Um, uh, I'm on break for, like, the next month, so I should be good for, for the pretty much the entire playoff slate. Oh, well, we, we lit. Well, man, yeah. yo, Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. Same Have to fun, you. Man. All right. Take care, brother. All right, well.
And that is it for this episode. Uh, Thank you guys for your continued support and for listening. And if you're new to this podcast, thank you as well. Be sure to hit that subscribe button too as this podcast is available damn near everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast set. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, Shout out to Anchor, of course, and salute to the homie Eves. And if you want to keep up with me, you can on social media, Instagram, and Twitter at MrVincent13. And my Facebook fan page as well is Emmanuel Vincent. Uh, You guys, Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoy it with your family and loved ones. Whatever you're doing this weekend, please be responsible. Enjoy the games. Till next time. Take care.